the college experience database top 25 week three edition on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by mybookie.ag. right now to honor football season. My bookie's offering up to a thousand dollars in free bets using the promo code SGP. That's right. A thousand dollars in bonus bets on your first deposit. When you use the promo code SGP, you play, you win, you get paid over at mybookie.ag. We're also brought to you by BetQL, the only app you'll need to make smart bets this season. You can track line movement history, score sharp data, and use a powerful algorithm that gives out all their best plays. If you're betting serious cash, you need a serious app. Head to the App Store or the Google Play Store to download BetQL and make sure you give them a follow on Twitter at BetQL app. Yes, yes, woo-wee, welcome, welcome to the college experience. My name is Colby Dan, a.k.a. the Swinging Dantabase, ho, 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 and in, and in, and no longer in studio, <laughs> we don't have Patty C in the place to be. He is on the East Coast. He had to attend, uh, I think he's uh, someone out there. I don't know what the hell they were thinking. Made him a godfather. He had to be there for uh, you know the baptism and everything, and just uh, yeah, I don't know. Look, the world's a weird place. It's a strange place. So you're riding solo with the damn debate tonight, all right? People are trusting Patty C. I hope he didn't throw a pizza in the poor kid's face, all right? <laughs> we got major mud in the house, all right. So I'm not completely solo. We got my cat little man in the house. We're rocking three man crew here. Three man crew. Three. Blah, 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 blah. Speaking of three, we got college football week three recap. This is the Dantabase top 25 week three edition. I'll get to my top 25 soon, but let's recap the uh, crazy, crazy week. That was college football week three. Uh, I'm just going to run through the first takes before I go through records and just, just hate everything. Um, First takes. Let's just pull up. Let's just go game by game by game. Um, well, not every game. I'm not gonna. Pr- I'm not gonna go through every fucking game. Don't worry. But just the the, the big ones. The big ones. Uh, you know, and and I think this for the most part this weekend helped my theory on on, on a few things. But I'll get to it first. Uh, the first note I think I really make, and this I'll, I'll say between the NFL and college football, but. What a horrible week for the refs. I mean, NFL, I feel like you keep diving into these fucking rules. That Carts, Carson Wentz two pointer that was on tonight, it, it's a two point conversion and he's running and he's they, they, he's running for the end zone, dives, reaches for the end zone, but they say he made himself a defenseless quarterback or some, or a, a give up quarterback or some shit. I don't know. Give up player. I don't know what the fuck the point of football is. That's the worst call I've ever seen. How was that even a rule? I don't know football if this is what we're going to call football now. And then also obviously on, on Thursday night, um, <laughs> the, the, what was it? The Panthers and the bucks about one of the worst spots I've ever seen. Uh, just gave him a full yard. Ridiculous. Um, 
Yeah. And then college football, college football. You know, I always feel like people, a lot of people say like college refs, I actually normally, and maybe this is my bias on me liking college football more than pro, but I normally think college refs are better than pro refs. Now I know that makes no sense. Cause you could say pro, but the, I think the rules in, in pro are a little worse than college, but let's talk how bad the refs were in college football. Obviously we can start off on Friday night with UNC and wake forest. There should still be a second or, or I think a second on that clock. I don't know how you missed that. And you have replay review at your service for any play. I don't know how you missed that. Uh, now with that said, North Carolina would have the lineup for a hail Mary. So I doubt they would have scored, but still they should have been given the chance. Um, moving down the line on, on some other games that I thought were awfully officiated. Um, let's go with, uh, right off the top, Michigan state and Arizona state kudos to Herm Edwards going cross country, but this game, uh, I, I personally thought Arizona state was the better team. I know that means it's a slug fest, but down the stretch of that game, uh, Michigan state had like, so Arizona state, was up three, nothing Michigan state scores a touchdown seven, three. I mean, for most of that game, it was zero, zero or three, nothing Arizona state. Um, so Michigan state scores late in the fourth to make it a seven to three game, I think, or mid fourth. And, uh, and then Arizona state answers with the touchdown in the final minute or so of the game. And then Michigan state gets the ball back. So it's 10, seven ASU. Michigan state's driving. They have like a fourth and 14, I feel like a fourth and 12, something like that. And, uh, about the worst pass interference call I've ever seen. Just absolutely fucking horrible, horrible call. Just at the ball was not even like remotely close to the city. Just a terrible, one of the worst pass interference calls I think I've ever seen. Okay. But then they missed that, which extends that drive. Cause that was an incomplete pass. The game should have been over right there. Uh, Michigan state had burned their timeouts. It means Arizona state would have just sat in there and need the ball and the game would have been over. Then you move along and Michigan state lines up for a field goal. They make the field goal. They throw a flag down on the, on the make saying they thought 12 men on the field, but then they wave it off. They pick up the flag, which it's like, did you see the 12 or not dude? And so they wave it off, not the play, the flag, and then the, the, the replay review buzzes down and reviews it. So uh, then you count clearly 12 players. And even though the Michigan state kicker had made the kick, he would back it up five yards and then miss the kick. And obviously Arizona state did jump over uh, the guy to attempt to block the kick should have been a 15 yard penalty, but the game shouldn't have ever been at the situation for for that horrible pass interference. None of those things would have been happening, but it was three awful calls in a row. I personally think Arizona state deserved to win that game though. Moving along, uh, the other games that were absolutely fucking hilarious with the with the refereeing, I would say, would be the Florida and Kentucky game. <laughs> Florida and Kentucky, that game was a wild game. Uh, both quarter, I mean, obviously uh, Sawyer Smith was in backup quarterback, but uh, Franks went out with a really bad injury, and the momentum kind of changed there. Kentucky still choked this game away. It's not as much as like the Michigan State thing, like they missed like a 25 yard field goal or 30 yard field goal. Um, but I still thought one of the worst calls, uh, Florida would have had a Florida went back to pass on a second down and 10. I think it was. And they got sacked by the defensive end. Like uh, I think a, a, a defensive end and perhaps someone else was on in on it, but I think the someone else was in on it. So the, the quarterback lowered his head as the defensive end was running in, could not have projected 
uh, or expected to, to hit. It was just a terrible targeting call. So it should have been about third and 15, I think. And obviously that's a very hard down to complete. Now they could have done it. Who knows that backup quarterback played very well considering. Um, but the call was absolutely awful. Not only was that just a fucking terrible call, he gets ejected from the game. Like, I don't even understand how that, how that review even held up because it was just fucking terrible. All right. Just, uh, I encourage anyone to rewatch that game and tell me that's a, uh, that's a good call. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I saw Stoops uh, conference or press conference and I, I loved his statements. Cause he's like, what am I supposed to like? What is that supposed to be? We're looking too far into this thing. And we are looking way too far into this thing because that is ridiculous that that kid gets ejected. And the fact that you couldn't have played defense any better. And, and it's, that's, it gave Florida the game essentially. I mean, I Florida still might've won that game. Um, but Kentucky had the lead there. So <laughs> you got to think Kentucky gets the ball. It just changes the whole direction of the game. Really, really. And I even thought they had a bad pass interference in that call late in the game or late in the game against uh, uh, Kentucky as well. But I still, uh, by the way, and I'm not doing this for personal. I was cut. Co- I already covered Arizona state. No matter what I had 14 and a half. All right. Uh, I pushed on Kentucky. So yeah. Okay. All right. I was a little mad at that. Um, the UNC wake forest game. I didn't even touch. If anything, I had UNC on the spreadsheet. So I would want UNC to get oh yeah, to, to win that game. But I guess, okay. Yeah. They deserve a second left. I'm just saying a spade is a spade. Ugh. and then the, the mother of all horribly ref games. Did anyone watch this Florida state uh, Virginia game? These were some of the worst calls, whether it was, <laughs> They gave Florida state like four, like 80 yards and penalties on the final drive. Now, some of that was because Bronco Mendenhall was, was, was running out on the field and being a maniac, but I would argue rightfully fucking. So just the worst pass interference call. <laughs> How can all of these be the worst? No, I actually think the worst one of the whole weekend pass interference happened in the Arizona state game, but this one, because this guy made a play on the ball, the Arizona state game, that, that, that was not even a play on the ball. It was just, it was just a horrible, horrible call. Um, the Virginia one, he made a play on the ball so I could see why he, he would think it's pass interference, but it wasn't because he hit the ball at exactly, he played the ball like a great defender would play the ball and it was perfect. Slap the ball down, call pass interference, horrible fucking call. Bronco Mendenhall goes crazy because it was a fourth down and 12 or some shit like that. And the game should have been over right there. And what's hilarious there is I might've actually covered. We pushed on that. I might've covered because Florida state still had two, my two timeouts and they were at their own like 30 yard line right there, or 25 yard line. So they would have called two timeouts. And I think Virginia would have tried a, a field goal, the breaks and gambling. Right. But then two plays later. So they get a 30 yards there based on that pass interference. And then Mendenhall's uh, running on the field going at berserk. Then they have the worst roughing the passer ever. That was a horrible roughing the passer that happened after that, that would have been probably into the game too. Um, and then the, 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 the fourth and final one was a pass interference that actually should have been called uh pass interference. So they got one, right? They were one of uh, what uh, three, but I just felt like they were trying to keep Florida state in that game. It, it, you ever wonder about that? I, 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 I sometimes me and like Patty C or, or my brother will go off on a tangent, like, or we'll be watching games together and we'll see you ever wonder, doesn't it feel like they keep the powers that be like, they give them more chances. I don't know. That's the conspiracy theory in me, but I feel like you can be watching a game, whether it's uh whether it's Texas or whether it's USC or whether it's 
Alabama, or, or in this case, this week, Michigan state, who's kind of, kind of a, a, you know, decently powerful program. Uh, I just thought that given that, that pass interference there at that time, I'm like, are they trying, are they trying to, to favor one team more than the other? And normally I feel like it's the name brand. Sometimes we think like that. I'm a conspiracy theorist in certain ways. Believe the government shot JFK. Sure. What the fuck am I talking about? This is the college experience. Welcome to the college experience. Riding solo. What other big games? Um, by the way, Kentucky totally blew that fucking game though. Going for a fourth and one, like the interesting play call, get shut out. And then obviously they could have won that game. If that, if that freshman kicker could have made a field goal, it was a chip shot. I don't know. I mean, they found ways to lose that game, but I, I tell you the refs certainly didn't help them on some of those calls. Um, Let's talk uh, Kansas Jayhawks. Wow. Wow. Where the hell was that? The first two weeks, they probably should have lost to Indiana state. They did lose this. Indiana state was in Lawrence. Then they followed that up with a game in against coastal Carolina and Lawrence coastal Carolina comes in after their, I think Kansas got goose egged after the first drive. They scored a touch on the first drive. Then they got goose egged the rest of the way. So, I mean, I was shocked because I was kind of impressed with Boston college, the way they've played so far this season. Maybe I need to start thinking about mine because maybe it's just Virginia tech's not that good. And the Richmond spiders maybe are not that good of an FCS team because Kansas came in there and that was maybe the, one of the more shocking games of the entire weekend, the entire weekend. That might be, that's gotta be number one. Um, then you move down the line. Our guy, Mike Leach takes care of business in Houston. Houston got a little, little backdoor cover action there late in that game. Oh, that's another terrible. They, they, Washington state threw like a screen for like 90 yards. And it was a terrible call on the, uh, on a pick play that that was horrible. That was a horrible call by the rest, but who cares? Well, that one wasn't the, I felt like as a game that wasn't as bad as the other ones. Um, what else do we got? Ohio state looked really strong, really strong. I mean, who knows how good Indiana really is, but Ohio state looked really strong. Penn state took care of business. I'm not thoroughly impressed with Penn state. If anything, I don't know what the fuck Narduzzi is doing. Kick trying to kick an 18 yard field goal or something from the two yard line, uh, down seven with like four minutes left. What the fuck? I, I loved his press conference. He was like, you need two scores to win the game. Yeah. But you need to go to overtime or to perhaps you might not. <laughs> I just can't believe it, it. What's hilarious too, is the kid misses the field goal. And uh, Pittsburgh loses. Uh, I thought that was terrible coaching. I don't even think he would have got the ball back. Had he, let's say he makes that Penn state gets two first downs. Again. I, why not? You're one yard away. <laughs> Just go for the touchdown, put the pressure on Penn state. Then, then you might get the ball back and kick a field goal. I, that was some of the worst logic I've ever seen in my life. How don't they have someone that studies analytics that can just say what, or studies like, come on, what are the, what is the, I want to know what was the percentage on them get like how many first downs had Penn state got throughout the game? What were the percentages? Cause some, it's, something's not right there. Something's not right. Moving down the line, uh, Virginia tech. I think it's time to hit the panic button. You eked one out in Blacksburg against Furman. Um, wow. And I say eked out, they were down 14, three at halftime. Think our guy Fuente might just need to uh, start thinking about his. I don't know. I'm going to be wrong on that Virginia Tech over. I'll tell you that. I know they have an easy schedule, 
but they got to start looking good or what the fuck. Um, how about my dog, Eastern Michigan? I, I, I called this one Eastern Michigan. If you watch the uh, Saturday morning periscope, I said Eastern Michigan money line, watch out for it. Watch out for it. I was, I locked up the plus eight, but I said, watch out, sprinkle some on the money line. Boom. It happens. Chris Creighton, third big 10 opponent in as many years they've knocked off. They went into Rutgers three years ago. One, they went into Purdue last year. One, they went into champagne and one. So now lovey needs to start thinking about his because that's a big loss. Chris Creighton though. One of the best coaches in America. I think a power five should come calling, but at the same time, I love him at Eastern Michigan. I hope he stays at Eastern Michigan despite. I wanted Colorado to hire him, but Hey, we'll see how that goes doing big things. Eastern Michigan was a horrible, horrible, horrible program when he took it over. Probably the worst, probably on the verge of going to down to the subdivision. And he comes in, they hadn't been to a bowl game since the eighties. I don't think they had a winning record since the eighties and he comes in and magic happens and they schedule crazy too. They started the season with three away games. That's what I liked that they're fucking badass. Kudos to them for saying, fuck you. We'll play you anywhere. And we'll fucking beat you. No. Okay. They're two and one. They won at coastal Carolina, which isn't that bad of a win. Coastal looks decent. They gave Kentucky a good scare. I mean, a decent scare. They, they played them tough. Didn't work out for them, but they played them tough. And then they took care of business in Illinois, Illinois. Um, shout out to Kansas state. And I'm starting to buy in on Kansas state. I want to apologize to uh, Alex. You know, I'm a bill Snyder guy but I think Kleiman looks like the real fucking deal as a coach to come in. I thought this was going to take a couple years. I really did. I thought Kleiman was a good hire. This, I was just mad. They did that to bill, but this coach is showing why he is very, very legit because they looked really impressive. They looked really impressive in all three games. Kudos to the wildcats. I think they might be a sleeper in the big 12. Maybe I was, I need to start thinking about mine. Cause I thought it would take a few few years for that to work out. Uh, Air Force goes into Colorado, beats him. I should have, you know, I locked this game because I thought Colorado's talent. Colorado was a little bit asleep at the wheel here, but they also couldn't develop a rhythm because one of the best things triple option teams can do aside from, you know, making it a living hell uh, defensively for, for your linebackers, defensive backs is uh, they can, they can kind of ruin a rhythm of a football game you go on an eight minute drive, a 10 minute drive. And then like, you know, you let quarter, you know, if that force, if, if the first quarter bleeds into the second quarter, if the third quarter bleeds into the fourth quarter, whatever it may be during those 10 minute drives, it can be like 40 minutes before your offense gets the ball back. So Colorado went up 10, nothing really quick. And I thought, okay. Uh, but then I, I feel like Montez didn't get the ball for a while. And, and then air force scored. And then all of a sudden Montez, uh, a snap went over his head. And his, and uh, then he picked it up and tried to throw it and his hand got blasted by, by a helmet. And then from that point on, he was not the same quarterback. And then obviously the Colorado defense, which I've had problems with the entire year, they did make good halftime adjustments again. And they, they stopped, they somewhat stopped the offense a lot more. If anything, Colorado should have won the game. Colorado came back from down 13. They scored two touchdowns, but they had an extra point blocked. So if anything, they should have won the game. Uh, it should have never went to overtime. They should have won the game, but I still would have lost the cover. Shout out to the mountain West doing it. Air force grabbing a win. I mean, look at that. You got air force B 
beating Colorado. You got Boise beating Florida state going cross country. That's always hard. Boise takes care of Marshall, which I think might be the, the front one runner in the conference USA or one of the front runners, uh, San Diego state takes care of UCLA. Wyoming takes care of Missouri. Hawaii beats Arizona and Oregon state. And even like some of the losses like Fresno kind of should have won that game. I mean, I, I say Fresno kind of outplayed Minnesota should have won that game. Now Fresno should have lost the USC game and they did lose the USC game, but they played them really tough. Kind of like Utah state kind of should have beat wake. They were there fourth and goal from like the three, uh, you know, wake makes a great play, but I mean, it was, a, they had their chances. They had their chances, crazy game. Um, but overall really impressed with the mountain West conference. Even UNLV at the bottom played Northwestern pretty tough. Now Northwestern pulled away late, but for a while there, North UNLV was winning that game. Another one, Nevada beat Purdue. I mean, come on, this conference is showing the fuck up, showing the fuck up. Um, what other games? Alabama took care of it. That, if anything, Bama's defense didn't look as good to me. They're playing a freshman quarterback. A little bit of concern for Bama's defense as the season goes along. I think Burrow might actually be able to develop on that, but I just don't know schematically down the line. Can Coach O come up to Tuscaloosa and do that? I don't know. I don't know about that, but I can tell you the Bama offense, Najee Harris with that a couple of those runs. That was some grown man shit. Love. I mean, the offense is money, but I, I was a little surprised because uh, they didn't get the cover. It was some last second stuff from what I saw or from what I heard. I didn't, I changed it to another game at that point, but uh, obviously Bama took care of business, but they didn't get the cover, but I do have some concerns about the Bama defense heading into the future. Uh, UCF. Hey, what happens? Well, you know what happens? Everyone's talking shit about Stanford. Yeah, I think Stanford's down a little bit, but don't forget that I rated them the number one hardest schedule in college football. And don't forget, there were a couple teams that played back-to-back away games this year. Uh, So far, that is. Syracuse opened up back-to-back away games. They couldn't complete the task. Stanford, back-to-back away games. They couldn't complete the task. Now, surprisingly, uh, San Diego State did. But... um, uh, one of them was New Mexico state, which is like a pretty much like an FCS school. Um, but, but, uh, UCF looking, they could have, they took the foot off the gas too. They were up 38 to seven at halftime. That's a game. They're starting a freshman quarterback. Can we start to give this fucking team credit? How many wins do you want in a row? It's so funny. Cause like you watch the analyst on, on television and I still feel like they try to bury them. Well, they lost that game at LSU last year. It's like, yeah, they started a freshman quarterback in the second game of the season in uh, Arizona and they shouldn't have been playing LSU, but they should have been playing Florida, which I actually think would have been a much, much, I mean, even with that said, UCF was up double digits at one point that game battle back only lost by eight with, and I think that was with including uh, Mac throwing like 15 or 16 straight incompletions, Um, not to bury Mac, but I mean, it was the second start of his life. They should have been playing Florida. Um, and I don't feel like that's a bad loss. You lose by one possession to LSU, who's clearly looking pretty good this year and was good last year. We give this team the 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 respect they're due. They've won what? They won, won 25 in a row, then they lost 25. Then uh what? So they're 26, 27, 20. They're 28 and one in the last 29 games. I don't give a fuck if they're playing 
in the fucking in the fucking arena league. That's impressive. You know what I mean? Give them some credit. I feel like no one does. No one does. My East Carolina Pirates, whoa. Room for concern on my East Carolina over. I know they get an FCS. They need to take care of William and Mary here because they'll be at two wins. But I'm a little... I, I, that was not impressive. That was not impressive. I thought that was maybe a 50-50 game. I mean, I favored Navy coming into that game, but I thought, hey, maybe we can fuck around with them. Whew! Now, if we beat William and Mary, we two and two, and we still ha- we, we don't. I don't want to panic yet because I got my line pretty er- early in July, so I know it. It ended up going up as the offseason went on, but they still. I think they can beat Old Dominion. I think they can beat UConn, and that would jump them to four. And then they still have winnable games like Tulsa and Greenville. No, I think Tulsa is probably a much better team right now. But as the season goes along, things happen. I think Houston's team will get better. Tulsa might get better as well. Who knows? But uh, Tulsa's got to come there. SMU's got to I think we got to go to SMU. SMU's looking, flying under the radar, looking pretty good. Shout out to Sonny Dykes and Shane Bouchelle getting it done. Um, but even, even uh, I'll tell you another game that th- is probably very winnable for ECU is I believe, I believe South Florida, I think comes to Greenville this year. Regardless, I think that's a winnable game for ECU. South Florida's dog shit. Absolute dog shit. And then, uh, yeah, maybe maybe an upset. I feel like they could hang around with Cincy, maybe get them a, a little later down the down the road. I think so. Um, yeah, avoid Memphis and Houston. Not panicking yet, but if I get to four, I think I hit my over. But um, obviously, I think some of you guys might have five. I still think they can do it, but um, it's gonna be it, it's gonna be. Uh, they need to they need to step it up. Need to step it up a little bit. Um, what's another one that stands out? How about Minnesota? Minnesota keeps squeaking by, but they're they're playing some solid uh mid majors. But uh, they got they, they keep getting fortunate. I really feel like this team could easily easily be zero and three here. I mean, with thirteen seconds left, they they scored. I feel like they've done this three times now. Hey, PJ Fleck, he's clutch apparently. Lucky and clutch. It's good to be lucky and clutch. Memphis destroys South Alabama on the road. Nice road win for the uh, Tigers. We Tigers. Uh, Oklahoma State hits the road, beats Tulsa. Oklahoma State's looking really good. I'm excited about that game this weekend at Texas. Um, Army takes care of UTSA. Not much there. BYU beats USC in overtime, and I think that was one. That was one they needed. You know, obviously Lynn Swan left, or resigned from the as being the athletic director of of USC. And now, uh, you know, Clay Helton has uh, his work cut out for him because yeah, I thought if he got that game, there could have been light at the end of the tunnel. Cause I do expect them to lose. I think their next three, which are this Friday home to Utah. And I think I'm going to be at that game. And then the following week, I believe they're at Washington and then they get a buy and then they're at Notre Dame. And then I think they get somebody in between, but they still have to play Oregon later in the year. And I think they, st- I mean, and at Arizona state and at Colorado, those aren't fun. Those are capable upsets as you saw as Michigan state saw this year. So I, I think they're in a bit of trouble in a bit of trouble right there. So, uh, and they get, did they get Cal. I think they get Cal too, man. Say goodbye to him. Pretty much. I'd be very, very surprised if that happened if he did not get fired, the only thing, the only reason why he might not get fired is because there's no athletic director right there. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's an open job right now. So they might wait for the end of the year. 
Oh, here's a bad beat for us was Colorado state and Arkansas. Colorado state was in this game. It was 34, 34 late in this game. Colorado state was lining up to make a 50 yard field goal or 49 yard field goal. I think missed from that point on Arkansas grabbed the touchdown. And then I believe after that, uh, Colorado state fumbled a ball that, that, uh, Arkansas returned for a touchdown and then things got off that they ended up losing by 21, but that was a very, like most of that game was very close. I had Colorado state plus 10 blew that one bullshit. How about the, uh, the, the classic Iowa battle? I mean, that was, was that great? I know the delay sucked because it got delayed that in the Penn state game got delayed so much. That was a great game though. Uh, I love that game. Uh, Bozo play uh, to, to end that game. Pretty much uh, I was punting to Iowa state and the gunner, the uh, defender on the gunner or whatever the fuck you want to say. Uh, uh, basically decked his own returner and the ball hit both of the, or I think the ball hit the, uh, they hit the returner. I'm not sure. But it it was a bonehead play because uh, Iowa State was going to get a chance to go down and, and they didn't need that much yards and they were kind of moving the ball late in that that second half. Heartbreak game for the uh, Cyclones. That seems like Matt Campbell struggling to get over old Kirk Ferentz. They lose a lot of these close ones to Kirk Ferentz. Louisville played Western Kentucky and Nashville. Got it done. Even though I thought I was going to get cursed on this, I found out Jawan Pass had gotten had gotten uh, you know a, a DNP. Basically, they they sat him out for this week. So I was freaking out like fuck, but they still took care of business. Western Kentucky is not a very good team. How about Ole Miss, by the way, Ole Miss squeaking by Southeast Louisiana. They're not even a good FCS school. Um, Cal, Cal taking care of North Texas. Cal doing Cal things. They don't, they don't win. Like they don't blow a team out. They just win. My other lock, Louisiana Tech. Skip Holtz comes through with me. Yeah, you guys are gonna trust me on this. Bowling Green's one of the worst teams in the nation, and then uh, the worst team in the nation, I I think, is the worst team in the nation is UMass. Charlotte minus 20, 21, whatever the fuck the line ended with, but I got it. At, I think nineteen and a half or twenty. Easy cash. They took care of UMass. I love what Healy's doing at Charlotte. Pay attention to these things. Um, Florida, Kentucky. Yeah, I thought Kentucky kind of outplayed Florida, and Florida was very fortunate to get the win here. But Florida uh, loses their quarterback for the year, but I actually think the backup, the offense moves a little bit better with the backup. But we'll see when the opposing team can get some tape on them. Um, Georgia State lost to uh, West. I was on Georgia State plus I think twelve. <laughs> they lost at Western Michigan by forty-seven points. So uh, yeah, that's not a good look for me, and that's not a good look for fucking Tennessee and our guy Alan Cooley. So you're telling me Georgia State hits the road, goes up to Kalamazoo, and loses by forty-seven? but they come in the Knoxville and fucking boss you guys around pretty embarrassing shit there. TCU on the road, by the way, I would have locked this up because I found out late that uh Sindler wasn't playing for, for uh, Purdue. So I, I would have locked this up had I, uh, had I been able to, to record and know that knowledge. So I didn't, but I changed my pick to TCU. Clemson took care of business. Oh, I didn't even realize they got another garbage touchdown late. I thought the final score was 35, six. Uh, yeah, Syracuse sucks. I'm way wrong about Syracuse. They look like shit offensively. I thought they were going to be a contender in the ACC. And that's one that I will say I'm way the fuck off on. And I owe, I think I have a ticket for over, over eight wins or seven and a half wins that I'm very concerned about. Um, what else, uh, stands out Hawaii grabbed their first loss at Washington, Washington rebounds. Texas takes care of rice. Nebraska takes care of Northern Illinois. 
Uh, Oklahoma destroys UCLA. Texas Tech looked like shit against Arizona. The fuck was that? I think Texas Tech might be the worst team in the Big 12 this year. Starting to think of it. You know, they were supposed to be the, one of the best of the new, the new coaches. Um, yeah, so that's basically it. But now I want to get to my point before I get to the database top 25. And before I do all that, I will tell you guys a, a few, th- a thing or two about a thing or two. All right. I'll tell you guys that, uh, a, if you're, uh, in uh, September 21st, next Saturday, I mean, I did a Cardinal fucking fuck up Cardinal rule. Fuck up. Whatever the hell I'm talking about right now. I can't even speak English. Um, uh, I made a car. Is that how, how do you say that? Make a Cardinal mistake. I'm fucking making a Brian Cardinal mistake right now. Okay. Uh, I scheduled a uh, comedy show on a very, very good college football Saturday. Uh, this week, week four is probably the best of all. No, not probably. It is the best of the first four weeks of the season by far. You got uh, what Michigan at, at, uh, at Wisconsin, which I will be able to catch early on. And uh, you got uh, Auburn at a and M. You got Notre Dame at Georgia. I mean, this weekend you get Utah at USC. That's Friday. I'm going to be there. Uh, there's other big games too. Even like mid major games are great. Uh, Utah state at, uh, at San Diego state. I mean, I even like some of the other smaller, uh, Colorado at Arizona state, uh, Houston at Tulane. Some of the, Oh, Florida, Tennessee is always, I mean, still fun. Even though the Tennessee shit, Michigan state at Northwestern should be fun. Um, I still feel like, uh, Oh, St- Stanford at, or Oregon at Stanford UCF at Pitt. by the way, watch out. When I predicted the season, I thought UCF would lose one game, maybe two. And I thought the game would be at Pitt because I think Pitt, I projected them to lose to Penn state. They did cover for me though, but, um, Pitt's a better team than their record indicates right now. And I think that's a very dangerous game for UCF coming off a blowout win against Stanford. You start smelling your own shit, hit the road, hitting the road is when you lose in college football guys. All right. Can I prove that example anymore? You know what I mean? That's what the database top 25 is about. It's about looking at a resume and also understanding good teams when they hit the road, college football and college basketball. I'll say that for, um, and if you look at, at this weekend or so far this season, I, I would, I would ask you guys this question now. Now, this is the point I always try to make is that, um, college football, the team, oh, the sec plays the least amount of road games at a conference and in, uh, in conference really just in general. Uh, the other conferences play more road games and, and, and well at the ACC, no, the ACC does play more road games because they're normally they're out of conference games. Almost like uh like Pitt played at UCF last year. Uh, Duke just played at middle Tennessee, UNC, uh, UNC played at who the, the ECU last year. I mean, they, they, Virginia tech at old dominion, Syracuse at Western Michigan. These things are always happening. The shit Syracuse played at Liberty to start the season this year. They, they go on the road more. But my point is, is that in college football, and it's not a vendetta, it, it, it sort of is because I, I, I can't believe analysts don't really cover it like this. And what you saw is you saw a lot of teams lose on the road this week. And so far this year in college football, you go, you can go division by division and look at the facts. Um, so that is a clear advantage. And that's why you need some type of a commissioner in this, in this sport to take example. Let's just go ACC. We'll, we'll go through the power five. ACC. Okay. ACC. Let's start out. Um, okay. Well, Florida state lost at home, but they also lost on the road at Virginia, right? In the Atlantic. Now Clemson took care of business because Clemson's that good. Uh, but also maybe Syracuse is that bad. So what did Syracuse do? 
they got their ass destroyed at Maryland, right? Okay. And by the way, where, what did Maryland do? It's not to switch up. I know they're not in the ACC anymore, but they lost when the, the first time they hit the road, they lose to temple, a solid team. That's what happens in college football, right? Okay. But go back to the coastal. What else do we got in the coastal NC state? Everyone's, Oh, they look great. The two games, they hit the road against a bad WVU team. No, but that place is a fucking toxic place. Hard to grab a win. Even if they're, even if they're playing pretty bad, hard to grab a win in a tough place, they lose. Hmm. Then you move along in the ACC. You say, Hey man, North Carolina is looking pretty good this year. They hit the road, play wake. I know it's for some reason it wasn't a conference game, but they're in the same conference, right? They lose, right? Oh, Miami, Miami. Well, they played a neutral game. That doesn't really count as an away game, but wait, they play at UNC in Chapel Hill. They lose, right? Oh man. It's, it's, it's kind of a trend. It's kind of a trend here at Georgia tech. I mean, obviously they were going to lose at Clemson week one or week zero. Yeah. Week one, but they can't even beat the fucking Citadel bad week for the ACC. They are the worst power five conference. I've said it all off season. They are the worst this year. It's very clear to me. It's not even close. If anything, the big 12 is overachieving a little bit. I had the pack 12 ranked as third. I think the pack 12 might drop back to fourth because the big 12 is looking pretty good on uh, K state even Kansas and, uh, and a few others are looking better than I thought they would, but you cannot tell me the ACC is it's by far the, I think you could, if you take out Clemson, you could make an argument Now we'll see how Virginia and North Carolina continue to be, but Virginia tech, oh, by the way, Virginia tech, what happened? They played at Boston college. They hit the road. They lost. Hmm. Kind of funny how this thing works, right? Move along to the big 10. Oh, what happens in the big 10? Hmm. Let's take a look. Purdue, man, they looked pretty good when they destroyed Vanderbilt, right? But when they went to Nevada, they lost, right? Now, I know TCU came in, nice road win. Purdue didn't have their starting quarterback, that helps. But nice road win for, I'm not going to discredit TCU, but Big Ten, hmm, where else can we go now? Wisconsin did destroy South Florida, but South Florida looks pretty fucking bad. So maybe that win's not as much as, as, as I thought it was, but Regardless, I can't take away the fact they won 49, nothing. They look dominant the whole entire game. Um, but if you look elsewhere, Nebraska, mm, they head to Colorado lose, right? Northwestern heads to Stanford, Stanford. Everyone's talking shit about Stanford, even though they had to do a back-to-back road series of USC and central Florida where they all lost, but Northwestern loses. Hmm. Funny. Rutgers had to hit the road. Now Rutgers is probably going to lose to everyone when they hit the road, but they had to go to Iowa they lost. All right. Now they're in there. There are a few nice wins. Okay. Ohio state, they should beat Indiana every time on the road, but they destroyed them. It wasn't even close. They played them. uh, They played them better than they normally play them, you know, or or Iowa state or Ohio state beat them better than they normally do. Um, Iowa though, pulled out one on the road, but we knew that was going to be a fucking crazy game. That's one where almost the road doesn't matter. That's like, Hey, this is going to be a crazy fucking game. Prepare, throw out all that other shit. This is going to be a wild game. Now, Minnesota did beat Fresno state on the road, right? But they got very, very fortunate. I still think Minnesota will lose very soon when they hit the road. Um, but my point is, is that's where you really find out where the good teams are. That's how you find out in my opinion, in college football. I mean, you move along to uh, the, the big 12. Now the big 12 is actually, they've played. I think they've actually at the moment might've played the least amount of road games, but they have nice wins. I mean, obviously Oklahoma takes care of UCLA on the road. That's not saying much considering uh, UCLA has looked like shit, but I should bring up that uh, when UCLA hit the road, they lost to uh, Cincinnati. 
they've lost. They would probably lose to everybody right now. But point is, is that uh, so they have the Big Twelve has some solid road wins right now. Kansas State went on the road, looked great at Mississippi State. Kansas looked great at Boston College. Oklahoma State won at Oregon State and Tulsa, but um, they're looking pretty good. Uh, Texas Tech did lay an egg in Tucson, though. But we'll see as that continues. We got some big ones this week. Um, but it, it's just so it's just so apparent to me. It's just obvious. I think if you study the sport the way we do, it's 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 really where teams lose. And we'll see if Michigan, like Michigan, plays at Wisconsin. We're going to see about these teams. You know, Michigan hasn't even played an away game yet, so it's hard to credit them, especially with the, their way they've looked in some of those games. But you move along to the SEC and what happens when you hit the road? Okay, well, LSU has a great road win. Yes, can't take that away from them. Now, Alabama, okay, I'm going to say that's you, you went on the road, but you also got lucky you were playing a freshman quarterback, a backup quarterback. Same way with Florida. Florida had to play a, black, a backup quarterback, and I thought Florida actually should have lost that game. I really believe that. But uh, they, they worked their magic. Kicker missed a, 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 a bad field goal, and they, they, they escape. They always somehow do when they play in Lexington for some reason. Um, but if you look at the other teams, okay, well, Tennessee, they just lost at home a bunch of times, but um, you, you move uh, Missouri. They go at Wyoming, lose Vanderbilt at Purdue, lose um, what old miss at Memphis lose, right? I don't Texas A&M at Clemson lose the only real valuable win in that conference right now to me. Yeah. You got, okay. Bama beat Duke at a neutral site. That wasn't really neutral. Auburn beat Oregon in a neutral site. That wasn't really neutral. LSU at Texas is the one that you got to hold on to and say, that's a fucking money win. They looked money. They looked the part. Hopefully Texas is actually good this year. Um, and then you move to the Pac-12, same situation. You got you go through. You, obviously, I said UCLA lost at Cincy. USC looked all right the first two weeks. They hit the road. They lose. Stanford. I was all over the fact they were going to lose that game to UCF because the main thing, you they not many Power Five schools have played back-to-back road games so far this year. So I just thought, man, that's t- tough. They went from Northwestern losing their quarterback out for a game against USC at USC. And then they get the quarterback back, but they lose their left tackle. Who's maybe the best. I would say one of the top best tackles in all of college football going cross country to a live place. Get the fuck out of here. That, that game was over before it started. And then uh, you'd be surprising. Arizona state grabs a nice road win for, for the PAC 12. And, uh, and obviously look, Oregon state had lost in, in uh, Hawaii, Arizona had lost in Hawaii, both by one possession, but that's a far ass trip. I still would say a lot of teams that if they went to Hawaii would get stung. Now, uh, what was the other one? Cal won at Washington. That's an impressive road win. Um, I thought there was one more that, that stood out to me, but I, I am failing to think of it. Oh, Utah won at BYU, which is kind of like that Iowa, Iowa state game. You kind of got to throw out, you know, although Utah's been dominating it. What much more than I want Iowa state. Anyway, what the fuck are we talking about here? I'm making my points. That's what I'm doing. Okay. But I want to tell you guys that the college experience on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by MyBookie.ag. right now to honor football. You know, my book is offering up to a thousand dollars in free bets. You can using the promo code SGP. I mean, come on. My bookie is a presenting sponsor of the podcast and all the free content. 
you'll find over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Check it out if you haven't. Check out our Instagram, by the way, at Sports Gambling Podcast. A lot of great content going up over there. But you know, football season's back, and 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 my bookie, they got all your betting needs covered for you. College, pro, whatever you want. Canadian Football League, they got you fucking covered. Plus, they have live bets, second half bets, and prop bets. Can't find a prop you like? That's okay. Try your hand at customizing your own prop bet with my bookie prop builder. Pretty cool. Uh, besides their wide selection of bets, they're also offering up to a thousand dollars first deposit bonus using the promo code SGP. That's right, up to a thousand dollars in free bets using the promo code SGP at mybookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid over at mybookie.ag. Having a hard time talking. I feel like that's getting normal. Maybe I have CTE. Anyway, I think I was also trying to tell you guys that I have a comedy show and I made a mistake of scheduling a comedy show on a very, very awesome sat- college football Saturday. But if you happen to be in the Santa Barbara area this Saturday, September 21st, I will be at the Night Lizard Brew Company. Here it's a good show. Never done it before. Been to Santa Barbara a bunch of times. Beautiful fucking place. Wouldn't mind, uh, wouldn't mind living there at some point. Oh, what the hell am I talking about? Okay. Let's just get to the database top 25. No one gives a shit of my, about my, my other stuff. All right. My other stuff is just nonsense. I'm just going to talk gibberish. Start talking about Jessica Alba. You know what I mean? You guys know how this works. You, this, this is, we we're over a hundred episodes. Still waiting for good, good bill hunting. I think, I think good bill hunting is in the works. I'm excited about the challenge, you know, of, of uh, acting with Tom Brady. You know what I mean? Excited about obviously, you know, me and Jessica teaming up and then, uh, you know, Robin Givens, which I, I, for some reason I said Howard Stern, obviously Robin Givens is Mike Tyson's ex-wife, not Robin, uh, what quivers is whatever the hell her name is. So Robin Givens is in it, you know, that's how Hollywood works. (laughs) Um, what the hell I'm drinking a beer from Amsterdam. Never been to Amsterdam. Need to go to Amsterdam. That's what I need to do is just take a vacation after a college basketball season go to Amsterdam, smoke a bunch of hashish, ride a bicycle around the whole fucking town for a while. Go, go to one of those, uh, with little, uh, what don't they have like a bunch of communes? I don't fucking know. Never been there, but I want to, what else can I talk about guys? Oh, the database top 25. The reason why you, you download this podcast. I just want to do a fucking two hour podcast. I just started reading my fucking, uh, my, my, my book catalog or something. I don't know. I just want to talk. You know, I swear I haven't done cocaine tonight. Uh, let's just, let's just hit you with it. You want it? You want it? You got it. All right. All right. Now, once again, the, if you're a first time listener, database top 25, we look at resume. We don't look at this bullshit. We don't believe in preseason rankings. Like as you saw, um, a lot of teams that were in the preseason top 25, normally horseshit, normally very much just you kind of like me predicting Syracuse to be good. Turns out Syracuse never belonged in the top 25, which they've never been in the database top 25 this season. Have they? I don't think they have. Um, so you better start thinking about yours. All right. Okay. My number 25 team in the nation. Yep. I have a team that has two law lo- or two wins against power five and one loss. I got the Hawaii rainbow warriors. Yes. They somehow, stopped Khalil Tate at the one yard line when they played Arizona. And then they took on and came from behind to beat the Beavers of Oregon state. And then they went on the road to Seattle and got the tar kicked out of them after Washington was coming off a loss to Cal. But Hey, that's still, 
when you open up against three power fives, I got a ton of respect for you. Your resume is better than a lot of teams that are undefeated. I'm looking at like Baylor that's undefeated. hasn't played shit. You know what I mean? Even SMU, which I give credit to, they've looked a lot better than I projected. Hawaii's resume is better. So we're going with the rainbow warriors at number 25 in the nation. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm a, no 20. Yeah, you're right. 25 at number 24. I'm going with those, those lucky ass PJ Fleck row the boat in Minnesota golden gophers. Look, this team is magical. It's magical right now because I mean, I don't, is this a skill or is this luck? Because they should have lost week one. South Dakota state fumbles a snap. Minnesota gets the ball, goes like on an 80 yard drive, scores a touchdown, wins the game. Week two, they're down like double digits to Fresno, like five minutes left. They find a way to win the game, convert like a fourth and 15 touchdown, crazy pass. Nice, amazing catch. Even though the refs missed a huge face mask that would have benefited for Fresno state. Uh, in overtime, they take care of business. And then last week, I mean, coming from behind Georgia Southern takes the lead late in the fourth. Then Minnesota rallies back scores with 13 seconds of pulling these wins out of their ass. But Hey, three and is three and And I do, although they should play a power five, which they clearly didn't, which I should actually, you know, take off points. They did play three solid mid majors. South Dakota state is a team that would probably be ranked in the top 60. If they were in the FBS, uh, Fresno state, despite them, uh, you know, big, a lot of turnover, whether it's offensive coordinator, whether it's quarterback and, and, and losing a ton of defensive players and, and offensive players, they're still the quality team and they had to go all the way on the road to do that. And then Georgia Southern, another quality team, triple option, never easy to take on. So the Gophers, Give it up for the Gophers and PJ Fleck. I mean, I wonder if they can continue this. I have my doubts, but hey, right now, they're my number 25th or 24th team in the nation. At 23, I got the Wyoming Cowboys. Wyoming Cowboys dropped a little bit. Well, that's because, well, they're undefeated, but they didn't look very good, but they did beat Idaho. Maybe looking ahead. I don't think Wyoming's the type of team that really blows teams out also. Run heavy team. Kind of like Cal, I would say, you know. Cal's not the type of team to just blow you out 40 to nothing, but they can play football and they can grab wins. But Wyoming hit the road, beat Texas state. Texas state's not very good, but it is a road win. I value that Sunbelt team. And then obviously they beat Missouri and they beat Missouri pretty bad. I mean, I know the score wasn't, uh, they were up by 17 in the fourth quarter and they were running down their fucking throats. So I'm going to say that was a powerful win. And the way Missouri's looked since then, I got a great reason to believe that the Wyoming Cowboys deserve to be the number 23 team in the nation and 22 got another team with a loss, but they should have a second more on the clock. I got the North Carolina Tar Heels and Mac Brown. Look, I got much respect for the, whoever scheduled the schedule for them. Open up the game, open up the season, opening up the season. I can't talk. You get a a neutral game against South Carolina. You get a home game against Miami, then you're at Wake Forest, and then you're home to Appalachian State. That's fucking scheduling right there. Now, I know some of those, well, the Wake Forest game is an out-of-conference game, so don't think that's a conference game. And then App State, but and then South Carolina, the way they're doing it, kudos to them. They're 2-1, and one, and they could eat, they, they, you know, they were asleep in the first half. If this team would have woken up in the first half, they probably would have beat Wake, but who knows? 
Got to give Wake its credit, but uh, I still got them as the number 22 team in the nation. At number 21, I got the Wisconsin Badgers. Had a bye week, but they dropped down a bunch of points because, hey, South Florida is not very good. They're not helping their cause. And also, well, Central Michigan grabbed the win, so I guess that but Akron looks like one of the 10 worst teams in the country to me. Uh, at 20, I got the Penn State Nittany Lions. Uh, I'll just say this. They're winning the games. <laughs> they haven't been too impressed. I mean, I guess they were impressive against Idaho, especially considering what Missouri did to Idaho, but um, they don't look very good to me offensively. Defensively, they look good, but hey, they get a, get a nice win against Pitt. I think that that resume is is better than a lot of others. So I got them at number 20. At number 19, I got the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Now, okay, you look at the schedule, you don't see the power five, you know, you see it at game at Oregon state. And I get it. Oregon state's been shitty the past like two or three years, really bad. But prior to that, they were decent. And in Corvallis, I think is a harder place to play than people realize they go cross country. They grab that win. They were in control. Of most of that game. Um, and then they, uh, they come home, take on McNeese, a decent FCS. And then they, they take, they go at Tulsa in their own state. I respect the two away games out of three. And by the way, they're at Texas this week. So you're open up the season three away games out of four. They would never. the powers would be, would never do that to Texas, Oklahoma, Michigan, Ohio state, Alabama, but what poor old Oklahoma state's got to do it. And they're doing it. Kudos to uh, Mike Gundy and the Cowboys got them at number uh, what? 19, right? At number 18, I got the UCF golden Knights. Now this team is probably, if they beat Pittsburgh, Expect them to jump a lot because I can tell you this. They not only have a road win against Florida Atlantic. Yeah, I know they're not very, who knows what they'll be. They, they beat ball state pretty bad, but um, this team's blowing out everybody. I mean, they're fucking blowing out everybody. They have, they have not had a moment where they looked suspect. Now, sure. We'll see when they hit the road and play at pit. They could jump a lot of spots. I'll put, I'll put, I'll put it like that. They'll jump a lot of spots. They destroy pit on the road. Um, after that, I got the, uh, at, I got number 17, the Notre Dame fighting Irish. Now they only play two games, but I value that win at Louisville. The reason why I have it higher than high, I have them higher than UCF is yes. They've only played two games. UCF's played three, but Florida A and M is fucking horrible. So I don't give that one much credit and Notre Dame's win at Louisville is better than the road win of at Florida Atlantic. Now, to be fair, Stanford's home destruction is a lot better than New Mexico's, but I think right now I'd give Notre Dame a tiny bit of an edge. Louisville looks pretty good. Um, at number 16, I got the San Diego state Aztecs, our gals coming through for us. Look, they beat Weber state six, nothing. The first game, everyone's complaining. Weber states was a FCS final four last year. Weber State almost knocked off Nevada this past week. Weber State's not bad. If you put Weber State in a, a lot of other, if you put them in the Sun Belt, they'd be one of the best teams in the Sun Belt. Um, then they go on and to the road, beat UCLA in Pasadena, take care of business, win by double digits. Then they go on the back-to-back away games. They go to New Mexico State. Now, New Mexico State's not very good. Uh, Weber State's a lot better than New Mexico State. But hey, you got to go t- all the way to Las Cruces, get the dub cover too. minus the minus 16 was the spread. They covered one by 21. 
Give it up for Rocky Long and the Aztecs. Got a huge game this weekend against Utah State. They could they could jump up some more. They can take care of the uh, the Aggies. Uh, at number fifteen, I got the Georgia Bulldogs. Now look, I know you look at the schedule. You say, "Hey, Murray State, they're not they're not anybody. The Racers, they fucking couldn't cover a forty point spread in Toledo, right? Arkansas State, their coach, their wife just passed away. Rest in peace, by the way. Okay." but they still look dominant. Georgia looks down. And then they're they're Obviously they have a one away game at Vanderbilt in conference. If they took care of business. Now Vanderbilt looks like shit, but Hey, they've dominated these, these, these games. They're, they're three and oh, they've dominated them. Arkansas state was a bowl team a season ago. All right. Like it is what it is at number 14. I got the TCU horn frogs. Uh, look, they're only two and oh, they've only played two games, but Hey, winning at Purdue. I don't care that Purdue has their backup quarterback. I'm going to give it some credit, right? Isn't that interesting? Like the teams that have a lot of these road wins, like Bama wins at South Carolina, backup quarterback, Florida wins at Kentucky backup quarterback. Now Florida sure did lose their, their quarterback late in that game or third quarter. And they rallied to win, but, and then you got TCU goes up to Purdue. I wonder if those teams all had their starting quarterbacks, how that would, well, I, I still think Bama would have won, but I don't think Florida would have won. And I don't know that TCU would have won. Uh, moving along at number 13, I got the Arizona state sun devils. Herm Edwards continues to impress me. This team is good. Um, the, the quarterback's going to get more and more experience and he's going to be better, but I like, you know, Benjamin, I think he's a stud. I love the defense. I love the defense coordinator. I like the way they play defense. Um, I like what Arizona state's doing big win. Uh, and that Sacramento state wins. I think Sacramento state's going to be a better FCS team than people realize. And then obviously the Kent state game is dog shit, but I think Kent state's better than Akron. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it right now. <laughs> Not that that means anything. Uh, at number 12, I got the Boise state Broncos. Look, they went cross country. I value a cross country win. Florida state's resume is not looking very good right now, but I value a cross country win a lot against, a, especially against a power five. And then the fact that they trailed by like 25 points or whatever the fuck that was. And they rallied, got, they, they got their shit together. Freshman quarterback looks money. They, they, they really blew out, uh, Marshall the following week, which I think Marshall is one of the better teams in the conference. You say yards wise, they only won by seven, which, which was a bit of a concern, but they still took care of business, got it done on the blue turf. Then they, then they whacked Portland state pretty bad. And, and Portland state only lost to Arkansas by seven in Fayetteville. So they, they Boise state, just give it up for the, for the Broncos at number, at number 12, at number 11, I got the wake forest demon Deacons. And I think you can kind of make an argument for them to be higher, but the demon Deacons they they went on the road to rice, took care of business, but at home they took care of a very good, I think, I think they're going to end up a very good uh, Utah state team. And then they, they took down North Carolina, which South Carolina couldn't do with their starting quarterback and uh, Miami couldn't do. So beating North Carolina, big deal, big deal for, for, for the demon Deacons. Love what my guy, Dave Clawson is doing with the demon Deacons. All right. Now, before I get to the top 10 guys, I want to tell you guys that you want to get an advantage over the house this fall. You need to start thinking about yours. No, you need to download BetQL, the only app you'll need to make smart bets this season. BetQL already has sharp data for week two NFL games. I'm sorry. That's supposed to be week three, week three NFL games. 
So if you want an inside edge for who the pros are backing, you need to check out BetQL. There's also sharp data available for week four college football schedule, the best week of the season so far. There are some pretty big point spreads, and I think you'd be surprised which side of the point spreads sharp bettors are backing. You can stay up to date with inline movement with BetQL and track lines leading up to the kickoff. BetQL has also got a powerful algorithm that's provide, that provides rated best bets each week based off of a detailed analysis of recent and historical team trends. And if you live in the Jersey or Pennsylvania area, you can claim exclusive offers. Use BetQL's data to make the right bets. Head over right now. Just do it. Head over to the App Store or the Google Play Store to download BetQL and make sure you give them a follow on Twitter at BetQL app. That is what I'm talking about, guys. Um, down to the top 10. And if you're still listening, because you know you probably missed the banter between me and Patty. So you don't think I can hold it down solo. I wish I should have asked for topics. I should have asked for, for questions. I think I will next time I do this in a few weeks when I'm in North Carolina. I'm going, yeah, that's right. If you're in the North Carolina area, if you're in Raleigh, if you're in Asheville, and if you're in Boone, let me know. I'll try to meet up for a beer. Trying to do some stand-up over there. Trying to, um, but my main reason is to go check out the Appalachian State Mountaineers. Me and NC Nick will be hitting the game. I'm excited about it. Oh, where are we at? Top 10, top 10. Okay, my 10th rated team in the country. They look pretty fucking money this year. Now, the resume is not amazing yet, but they're blowing everybody out the fucking water. And I'm talking about the Ohio State Buckeyes. Eye test tells me they're pretty amazing. Now, I just wonder, is Indiana going to be any good this year? I did not like the coaching decision from Indiana on their on who to start at quarterback. I don't agree with it. I think Indiana is a worse team than they were a year ago because of that, but that should not be Ohio State's problem. They took care of business and looked pretty fucking great. Ohio State also waxed Cincinnati, which was surprising a little bit to me, and they also obviously waxed uh, Florida Atlantic, which UCF did as well. Um Buckeyes coming in at, at, at uh, number 10, though, with that road win in uh, Indiana. Bloomington. Oh, you had a fucking blooming onion. When's the last time you had a blooming onion? Huh? The Outback? You don't go to the Outback? I got fucking hammered at an Outback once. That's always the funnest. Like, what, what, what's like the one spot that you would laugh at that you got fucked up at? You know what I mean? Like, I had, I had an incident a few years ago. I, uh, a buddy of mine, I'm, I'm walking up and I'm living in Hollywood at the time. It's probably five, six years ago. And a buddy of mine is walking with me or I walk past a sizzler and we spot another buddy inside of a sizzler, which I hadn't been to a sizzler in like 20 fucking years. Right. Since I, since like the early nineties and <laughs> I see my buddy through the window. So I'm like, Oh shit. So then we go in to see what's up, say what's up to him. And, uh, we sit down and next, this is like at noon. And next thing you know, it's like 6 PM. And we've been, I, I didn't even eat at Sizzler. I, I think, I think uh, my boy had a baked potato, but uh, it's three guys basically just getting shit faced on bottled beers, like Bud Lights at, at Sizzler. You know what I mean? Just a hilarious situation. The next day, and like four days later, I, I was in a relationship at the time. And I'm like looking at my, uh, my transactions on my bank account. And I'm like, Jesus, I put, who puts a hundred dollar tab of <laughs> a fucking sizzler and doesn't eat uh, just hilarious. But uh, what's the worst place you ever got fucked up? There's gotta be some stories out there. You can tweet me at the Colby D on Twitter. 
we can make this a, we can ask Patty C on uh, the next episode Wednesday night when I, when I record with him, what are some of the dumbest places you ever got fucked up? That's gotta be one of the tops for me. I'm trying to think off the top of my head right now. Where else have I gotten fucked up? I don't know. That's gotta be, I, I think Sizzler's one of the more hilarious ones. Um, moving along, moving along at number nine. I got the Utah Utes. Look, I know you, you played Idaho state. So you lost, you went down some in the rankings, but Hey, that BYU wins looking better and better as BYU takes care of Tennessee and USC. And you, and by the way, Washington plays at BYU this weekend. If BYU can, can go to overtime and beat Washington, that would be fucking incredible. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but uh, Utah does that. Took care of Northern Illinois also at home, but Utah got that road win in Provo. I think that's a good road win to have. And then at, uh, at number eight, I got the Kansas state Wildcats. K state climbing. I'm buying in once again, they got a nice road win at Mississippi state. Tough place to play the cowbells in Starkville. But it's not only that they grabbed that win. Love that highlight of that bashing of the quarterback was jumping. Great effort by the guy too. I'd like to see more football like that, please. And, uh, but they've dominated the first two games. Now I know Nichols is nobody in Bowling green. I think it's one of the worst 10 teams in college football. But I can't take away the fact that they've looked great all three games to me. All three games. Uh, give it up for the Wildcats. Okay, at number seven, I got the California Golden Bears. All right, now look, week one, they beat uh, UC Davis, which is actually a good FCS school. People don't know that. They were in the playoffs last year. I value that, even though they probably, okay, well, they only won by 14 or whatever the fuck the number was, 15. Um, that's just Cal's game. That's what Cal's going to do. The following week, they go up to Seattle. I understand there was lightning and it was crazy, but that's still a great win for the resume. Not many teams can go into Seattle and grab a win. Give it up for the Golden Bears. And then last week, they took on Mason Fine in North Texas. Uh, North Texas, who, uh, you know, won, nine, I think, nine or ten games last year. I know North Texas is one and two at the moment, but I don't expect that to last. Uh, they play, they lost at SMU and then at, uh, at Cal. Once again, the back-to-back road games hitting. And... Um, I expect uh, North Texas to be a bowl game or a bowl game, a bowl team, Seth Luttrell, great coach and uh, Mason fine. They're a good team. So I got the golden bears at number seven at number six. I got the LSU tigers. Look, they had to drop down because you have Northwestern state on the fucking schedule. I understand. All right. I understand that Texas wins looking good, but we don't truly know how good Texas is yet. It'll improve as Texas improves, but I can also tell you this Georgia Southern losing to Minnesota kind of hurts. They don't, I mean, they're one and two, so uh, they, they dropped down some. They were my number one team last week with a database top 25. Doesn't just sit there and say, well, that's a name brand. They beat Texas. Texas is another name brand. We should have them there. We don't know anything yet. Texas beats Oklahoma state. Then, Hey, that fucking win against Texas looks a lot better. That's how the database works is uh top 25. I love talking about myself in third person. All right. At number, uh, at number five or four, I'm sorry. Actually, before I get to number four, I'm going to tell you guys that we've partnered up with BetSports for our free wolf football contest. It's a season long NFL ATS. It's against the spread. If you don't know what that fucking means, pick them contest starting with, well, starting with the opening night that happened two weeks ago and ending with the Super Bowl. completely free to enter. The more people that sign up, the bigger the prize pool is $2,500. 
if we have a thousand signups, thirty-five hundred dollars. If we have fifteen hundred signups, and if we have over fifteen hundred signups, the pool is five thousand dollars. Sign up today and tell a friend to make sure we get the biggest prize pool possible. And a reminder, making picks on BetSports is like betting at a sports book. The lines can change during the week. And once you submit a pick for the game, you can't change it. Sign up today. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash contest. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash contest. Check it out. Any other ideas for dumbest place to get fucked up? I, got, I, I did some mushrooms in a hurricane once. It's pretty dumb to get fucked up, but I actually thought it was awesome. Trees are moving wild, wild, you know, wild, wild west. But okay, at uh, at my number uh, four spot, I have the Alabama Crimson Tide. Now, this is uh, surely one that's probably going to drop as their schedule gets shittier, but at the moment, they have two wins against Power 5 programs. Granted, one was a neutral site game that wasn't very neutral in Duke, and then a win on the road at South Carolina with them starting a backup quarterback. Now, look, I can only look at the resume and say South Carolina and Duke. Duke described a road win themselves at Middle Tennessee. Um, so I'm going to say that's more impressive at the moment than, than, than the rest. And even uh, New Mexico State, they haven't played an FCS yet. New Mexico State should, probably should be an FCS, but uh, the Bama Crimson Tide are there right now. They play Southern Miss. They will probably drop even though Southern Miss is decent, they will probably drop a few spots there as other teams build their resume. Um, at number four, I got the, uh, or I'm sorry, number three, I got the Crimson, the Crimson Tide, the Clemson Tigers. Look, that Georgia Tech win doesn't look good at all now. It doesn't, but they have two power five wins. A lot of these schools don't have two power five. Fucking Baylor doesn't even have one. <laughs> I like what you're doing, Matt Rule, but I'm just saying, you know, let's call a spade a spade here. And I'm not saying all power fives are as valuable. Obviously like a win at Houston, like Wazoo has. Okay. You look at Wazoo's schedule. You're like, damn, they haven't played a power five, but a win at Houston to me is a, that's a power five to me. Like Houston's better than now this year. I know they're looking shaky one and two, but I still think Holgerson will have them at the end of the year better than most power fives. I would say better than at, like, like Houston would, would probably beat Virginia tech right now. I actually think I would bet on that. Houston would beat Illinois right now. Houston would beat Arizona. Maybe that they did last year, but um, Houston would beat um, Kansas. I, that one. I don't know. <laughs> I think so, but Kansas looked fucking weird. I mean, they, they came out and played ball the other day. Less, less might have them better than I thought they would be. Um, I think Houston would beat Ole Miss. Houston would beat Kentucky or not Kentucky, uh, Arkansas. So that's my point is they're better than more teams than you realize. Probably Vandy too. Um, actually Vandy's probably better than Houston at the moment. We'll see in like four or five weeks, but I got the tigers, Clemson tigers at uh, number three, getting it done, going into Syracuse. Never, always a hard place to play. I feel like the carrier dome is, is a harder place that people realize even the down years of Syracuse. I thought that that stadium could, could, could be a trap. So I'm going to, I'm going to give that to the Tigers at number three at number two. I got the Florida Gators. Now look, this is another one. I'm not thrilled about their schedule. They get two FCSs, um, which is just retarded and they have three bye weeks that should penalize them as the season goes along. But at the moment they beat Miami who I know is what uh, one and two should basically Oh, and two because Bethune Cookman shouldn't even be a football team, but they grab a win in Lexington. And uh, they, they have two power five wins. I think that that resume right now speaks for itself. Um, 
And then at number one in the nation, I got the Virginia Cavaliers. Look, they got two power five wins. If you match them up against Florida, this is my logic here. First off, they've both played one FCS. I will take William and Mary over UT Martin, right? Then they, uh, uh, they beat my or uh, Florida beat Miami, right? Miami and Florida state have the same UVA beat Florida state, Miami and Florida state have the same record, but I think Florida state's win is better than Miami's because Bethune Cookman is terrible. Florida state beat Louisiana Monroe. Granted, it's a missed extra point, but Louisiana Monroe, I think would beat Bethune Cookman by four touchdowns, maybe three. Um, so, and then when I look at the road, I think winning at Pitt is harder than winning at Lexington. So I have the Wahoos at number one. You heard it here first, Bronco Mendenhall. You know, we'll see how the season progresses. They get see uh, Virginia's probably going to drop some because I think they get ODU this weekend, Old Dominion. So I would expect them to drop. Florida gets Tennessee. Florida has a chance to maybe jump up a little bit, even though obviously Tennessee is not the greatest win to have on your resume at the moment. But uh, who's the one that could really jump this weekend? Did I skip Iowa? By the way, I had Iowa in here. Right? Did I say Iowa? I think I fucking said Iowa. Anyway, I have Iowa at uh, number six. So just remember, I have Iowa at number six. If I skip that, I apologize to Hawkeye fans out there. Got it done. Um, where am I talking about? Who could really jump this week? Utah is at USC. Utah is at number nine right now. You let that happen, and you let some of their other teams win, like BYU. They could really jump. Jump. Jump the Mac daddy. Want to make you all right, guys. I don't know what else to fucking talk about. I'm solo here. I want to hear about your stories of the strangest places you got fucked up. Preferably alcohol though. Cause I was thinking about that for a second. I was like, yeah, you know, doing drugs and stuff, you know, y- you can end up in some dumbass places. I'm talking getting drunk. Strangest places you gotten drunk. I want to hear about them. All right. Tweet me at the Colby D. We'll read them on Wednesday and we'll ask Patty C. What's the dumbest place he's gotten drunk? I don't even know if, if, uh, if uh, Sizzler's the dumbest place. I, I got to think myself. I got to start thinking about mine, guys. This is the college experience. One thing we really would like you to do, if you can, leave us a good review on iTunes. I, I can't harp that enough. You want, you want to come back at the college experience and thank us? That's the best way to do it. Now, when I meet up with you guys, sometimes fans buy me a beer which is awesome because I try to buy them a beer. So it's like uh, cool, whatever, right? I f- I'm, I'm glad that they're a listener, but the best way you can really help us is by leaving a nice iTunes comment. All right. So head over to iTunes. You can also go to sports Click the iTunes. If you go in the search window engine or window of your, uh, of your iTunes, you can just type in sports gambling podcast network. And we are the college experience on the sports gambling podcast network. So put that in the, in the, in the review. And uh, yeah, the uh, sports gambling podcast network is on Twitter at, at the, at the SGP network. We're also on Instagram sports gambling podcast network. Check us out. I'm, I'm doing a lot of work over there every day. I'm putting up clips guys. I think you guys will dig it. Check out sports gambling podcast on Instagram. And then uh, you can follow Patty C who's not here on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one. You can follow me on Twitter at the Colby D. And if you're in Santa Barbara this Saturday, please come on out. Come on out. Uh, Night Lizard Brew Company, I think, 7.30 p.m. They better have fucking TVs, all right? What's worse? Well, you, gotta, uh, you come out and check out the, the college football game, and then if you're in the mood during a commercial break, you can hear my, sh- my shtick. 
This is the college experience guys. Thank you all for listening. Week four coming up. I can't wait. I already can't wait. This is the college experience. You better start thinking about yours and we out.